go-to man. Israel Dalau! Is he? Is he in? You better believe it. New Zealand Rugby's organised a crisis meeting with uh, Stephen Larkin. Sit back, relax, put your belt on, enjoy the show. Welcome to the Fantasy XV Draft Podcast, Episode 17, the podcast where we discuss Fantasy Super Rugby, the game they play online in heaven. After an overwhelming social media campaign to remove Kagi from the podcast, we've had to rejig the team. This week, I, Harry, will be your host, and joining me tonight is my brother, Nelson. Ahoy. Unfortunately, Super Sub Nabung has also come down with a severe bout of the dreaded man flu, so you're stuck with the Dale brothers. We'll do our best not to... I get you too excited, I think. Too much rugby news. We're we're back into the flow of Super Rugby, so and maybe and maybe not cut each other off constantly as we normally do, so we don't have the mediator Kagi this week to try and not, contain us. Not too many fights. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so we'll see how that goes. But looking forward to the week ahead. Um, just to quickly get our own plugs out of the way, check out our fantasy website, fantasyxvdraft.com, where you can find our weekly articles, the Casualty Ward, written by myself. The Fantasy Round in Review and the Stock Market, written by Nelson here and either Kagi or Nabung. So that's where you get your goodies, mainly from Harry and me anyway, so don't worry about Kagi and Nabung not being here. That's right. He's he's migrated down to Melbourne for the next few weeks, uh, supporting the Rebels, I think he said, actually. Liking the cold, thinking the Rebels are going to beat the Tars, something like that. Yeah, pretty soft. And uh, you can also find us on social media, uh, on Twitter at FantasyXVDraft, also on Facebook and Instagram under the same name. All the socials, really. All the socials. Yeah. So many socials. So the entree this <clears throat> week... Can I just correct that? We're not on Bebo. <laughs> do, not, do not look for us on Bebo, MySpace. You probably won't find us there Pinterest. either. But Pinterest, there's probably a few photos of us. I think just a few people with some like great rugby podcast pins. You know that board about the the top rugby podcast. You might find us there. Absolutely, and yeah. as Kagi says, moving right along. <laughs> <laughs> so. The entree this week is, of course, reviewing round 17 of Super Rugby, so we'll kick that straight off. The uh, Blues versus Reds was the first game. Nelson, care to take us through it? Look, this is a game that I thought there was a chance that maybe we could see another Aussie win. So, I mean, I was a little disappointed. I mean, the Blues were always going to be turning up. They, they've been losing all year at home, so they really wanted to, to get this one over the Reds, being one of the sort of weaker sides that they did versus at home. Um, we were expecting Parsons back, but he was a, a late withdrawal with a concussion. Um, TJ Fiani returned. Um, Gibson returned as well from a shoulder injury. Um, and Nanai, Lance, Tui, they all returned. Is that That's correct? Right. Yeah, so Luke Huntui obviously played in that international break. Yeah. Melanie um, Nanai had missed round 16 alone. We don't know what with. And Jono Lance was a late withdrawal between after, oh, sorry, just before round 16 as well. But the media never kind of says what it was. So anyway, he came yeah. back and started at fullback. The, the biggest news out of this, I think, really is Samu Karevi getting injured. He's, he's ruptured his bicep. Um, too many curls, I think, before the match to, to make his arms look big. Um, Absolutely. With, it sounds like he's out for three to four months. Um, so it looks like he could be back for the end of year tour, but he could also be back. He could also miss that by the looks of it as well. Yeah, it could be three to four months. So we think he'll be back potentially around October, which means that he misses the whole of the rugby championship. Yeah. Uh, one thing to take out of that, we were all surprised by Nabuli starting on the wing instead of Dalgunu. He was terrible. Yeah, he sucked. He he really led. He was he was just woeful in defence, which is what you expect from him. He wasn't. 
really light, setting the world alight as well in attack, but he really led to that Nanai try early on in that match, that first try. Yeah, Nanai just, just from, absolutely yeah, burned him. Just schooled him, just stepped inside him. Um, other things to note from that game, Patea, he had a look a, a relatively fair yellow. He did a dumb lifting tackle. There wasn't a huge risk of injury, but he did take him past horizontal. So, I mean, it's pretty black and white there. Um, and the next following yellow, which was, what, a minute or two later, Tupo's yellow card. So he did the whole uh, diving at the the knee sort of tackle, but he wrapped his arms. So there's there's nothing wrong with going low as long as you're wrapping your arms. You can't dive uh, shoulders into the knee, but it sort of uh, the runner stepped a little bit as well and kind of bounced off him, so he didn't have that time to wrap the arms fully. But oh, I thought that was a really rough yellow, especially a minute after another one to to just be feeling like he's card happy. I think, and I, th- I think in general, it sounded like the media was was pretty surprised by <clears throat> that decision anyway. So yeah, I think it was not a good rough. call. Uh, look, uh, Timu came on relatively late in the game, so. Um, I think we've, we were saying he's sort of returning from a bit of an eagle, but he, he made his impact when he came on, on the field. Um, the blue scrum is poo. So <laughs> it was just... eight, eight penalties they conceded, apparently, at the scrum. I, the... I saw a lot of them, but the commentators reckon it was eight. Yeah, look, the, the red scrum is strong. And even when they bring their bench players on, their bench props, their, their bench hooker, it doesn't really matter who they're bringing on. They seem to, to stay solid. Um, which is a really solid thing, I think, as well for Australian rugby going forward. Absolutely. Because it's something that's improved immensely in the last year or two. So uh, I was going to say, where do you think Timu fits in? But I think we'll talk about that yeah, in, in the main course. We'll save that. I think, I mean, we, we didn't expect Moulds to play, so it was pretty pretty good to see him snag a try, get 43 points. If you, if you had him in your starting side, I think that's pretty impressive because no one else could have predicted that. It was pretty typical of the Yuani show. They had uh, 70.8 points from Akira. Um, Rico had 62 points. They were both going one for one with their runs and, and getting a fair few few metres there. And I think that Kagi would feel very hard done by <laughs> yeah. if I didn't come straight out and said, his boys, the Yuani's, mm. killing it again. Can and... you do it in his voice, though? Uh, I cannot. <laughs> 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 but, but what I would say is that... Uh, Quagga Smith could not live up to no. Akira's form this week. So no. finally that streak <clears throat> is broken. Look, oh, there's a couple other ones. Perifetta, who's my boy. He is hard to stop close to the line for a small man. He's just agile and he knows how to make his, his way to that white line. Maybe on end off the field. He seems like a bit of a partier. But, but, <laughs> um, allegedly. Yeah, allegedly. We're just having a bit of fun here. Don't, don't take this too far. <laughs> right? um, Caleb Clark. He, he scored some points probably for the first time of the year, I think. Some yeah. decent points, 46 points. Now, he bagged himself a try. He got 68 run metres off, off six runs, and he got five tackle busts, which is big. I mean, it's no 11 for Akira Yuani, but it's Huge. still a pretty bloody good. Um, Duffy had a pretty good showing with 41 points. Nanai, 39 points. Look, most of the backs there, barring Collins, another one of my boys, scored pretty well. Now, if we scroll on over to the Reds, there were no real standouts. I think interesting to see that I think their top player was actually a man off the bench, um, Marvy. <laughs> so pretty sad. That was that's because he scored that good try off the yeah. bench as well. So that's going to be a lot of points for a hooker. Yeah, look, I mean, Pawawia, Pawaw, Pawaw. Uh, he scored a try, but he didn't really do too much else in the game. He got three runs for seventeen meters. So that's that's pretty poor. 
Yeah, the Reds really look like they had their, their really classic dominant scrum, but that's about it. They didn't seem to get into the flow of the game very well. The Blues played quite well in this one. I was I was surprised. Um, yeah, so look, I mean, as I said, the, one of the big things to come out of that was that Karevi injury, and it looked like, I mean, it was the 70 minutes into the game. Dalgunu came on. I'm not 100% sure who shifted into outside centre, um, but we'll, we'll have a little bit no, of talk I, about I it now. Yeah, I didn't say that either, to be honest with you, so that's yeah. interesting. Um, we'll have a bit of a talk about it later, I think, but... Um, yeah, a couple of disappointing performances as well. I was really looking forward to seeing Sarovi do something. Yeah, look, he, he's such an agile little halfback, and he's he's confident with the ball in hand, and he loves to take a little dart. But mm. he just he didn't really seem to to do much in this game. I don't know what it was. Whether I mean the Reds seemed to had slow ball, I suppose, off their own attacking ball, but off the scrum, off things like that, they were dominant. So you'd think he'd have a few chances there. Yeah, yeah, exactly right. Anything else from that one that you that you thought was interesting? Daniela no. Tupo just got absolutely hammered on points because of that yellow card. Didn't yeah. really make an impact after, you know, I, I think he was able to, to make some big scores and some big impacts off the bench for the Wallabies. But despite being on the park for, for a long time, he didn't seem to, to get his game going at all. No, look, I mean, other than that, I, I really just don't think there was much from the Reds. No one really put their hand up to to be the star of the, the match for them. There weren't really many tackle bumps, not many offloads, not many, I mean, much of anything, really. I mean, the the, the most runs, I think, out of anyone in the game was Nabuli with seven, and he was junk. <laughs> Timu made the same amount of runs in a shorter period of time, and he, he got the most run, most run meters for the Reds as well with 46. Yeah, so ridiculous. they just sucked. They did. All right, so I guess that takes us forward then to the Waratahs versus Rebel game. So the quick run over the scores for you first. You had Anaru Rungi top the scores along with Dane Haylett Petty on 66 points. Rungi scoring a good try to help bump that up for him. DHP absolutely continuing his form that he showed in the Wallabies camp. This week he made 11 runs for 94 run metres, four tackle busts, three offloads, scored a try, two, two line, line breaks, breaks, two line break assists. He just did everything. And, you know, I, I was a bit worried about him at the start of the season coming to a new team. And I think what, what, what we've seen that's true of a lot of these really good players going to a new club, it takes them kind of half a season until they actually start to get their game going. And he's really coming into his own form now. So I'm expecting big things from him in the next couple of weeks as well. Yeah, look, I, I, I mean, I've been up and down about that thought process of a good player coming to a new team. Really, you should be able to, if you're a confident player, you should be able to stamp your your name onto that team relatively quickly. And I think there have been a few te- players that have done it. I mean, Genia didn't take long. The, the other players haven't taken long for that transition, but... I don't know what it is about certain players. It, it did take Halep Petty a long time, but he's really coming to his own. I would own say now though, Genia is—he's the general, right? Like he—he he doesn't matter who he plays for. He's the man controlling <clears throat> the shape of the team. Dane Halep Petty has to work out how he works around his inside backs. Where can he slot into the line? How can he have yeah. an impact on that game? So you know, we saw it with Stephen Moore when he went back to the Reds. It took him a long time to get his game going. He was one of the top scoring hookers, but in the, the season prior, yeah. there's. You know, there's obviously always exceptions to the rule, but I think it's a, a big one to watch out for. There was a little bit of talk of Akira Yuani going to the Hurricanes next year as a potential move. So, uh, Well, they want him, but who doesn't want him? <laughs> like, well, none of the Australian sides want him because I mean, we don't like great players. Well, no, maybe the Brumbies <laughs> do. They like outside uh, <laughs> back rowers. They could use another back rower. Yeah. 
Um, look, the, the other guy that I really wanted to make sure I mentioned was <clears throat> Matt Phillip on 64 points. He was just an absolute beast on the weekend. He had 18 runs for 138 run wow. meters. Five tackle busts, four offloads. He was just sensational. Every time he got the ball, he didn't make the the, the advantage line. He made three, four, five yeah. metres past it. He's got to be phenomenal. a man that's in that Wallaby squad. And I was saying it, and I think we were all agreeing on it, before this last squad announcement, we were thinking he was going to be a guy that got his chance and got a bit of time there. Yeah, I, I think at the moment our lack of jumping ability in the back row has really hurt his chances. But if Luca until he can make that jersey his own, obviously that means that there's a little bit less pressure on the line-out and then he's, he comes into his own a little bit more. I don't, I don't think he's a bad line-out jump. He's just not... He's not the Two best. metres plus. You're, you're talking Rory Arnold as yeah. Nodder as the opposition. But <clears throat> yeah. anyway, he, he just looks so, so dynamic, as he did last year. So, again, playing really, really well. Um, and I think his partnership with Coleman is exceptional as well. So when he comes back for Parling next week, look out. Um, Jack Baddox, 54 points. Amanaki Mafi, I skimmed over him. Stock standard, 65 points. There was just a lot of points in this game, a lot to like in a very, very competitive game. Um there was a injury. Marika Corabetti hurt his back in the warm-up, and Cam Clark, I think, got concussed when he was trying to score a try. Yeah. Rather than put the ball down and try and stay in the field of play, he decided to go out quickly and land on his face. Yeah. No. He and they were just going. Oh, it looks like he's a bit winded there. He was clearly he was out dead. cold. Yeah, he's like dead. they should have just been. On the phone, calling, calling someone to say, get this man off the field. Immediately. He is, he is messed up. He, he thinks he's playing soccer. And <laughs> he's, he's a little seven-year-old girl wearing a tutu somewhere. He does not know where he is. No. Teddy Flanagan came on at six as well. Um, for a fantasy player, obviously, any lock playing six is big news. And he scored a try, a, a pretty good try. Just kind of got through the line and reached out and scored it. So I, th- I think that bumped his score up. Do you have his score there? What did he get? Yeah, he got 33 points. He didn't seem to do a lot in the game. Like he made five runs for 16 metres, which is, is pretty poor. Yeah, um, I, I, I honestly think that that try bumped his score up a little bit. But I, either way, I expect him to play six again next week because Holloway is in such yep. good form in the second row. So he's he's a good picker. <clears throat> I, um, the, someone who really impressed me was Will Miller. Uh, throughout this game, he got a few really crucial steals, something that, honestly, you haven't seen in a Waratahs jersey for a long time. Like They were talking about it before the game. Don't try and play like Hooper. You are not Hooper. We don't expect you to be Hooper. We want you to play your game. And I think he had a massive impact on this game. Um, yeah, Absolutely. I think he got, he, was great. He, got, he got a handful of steals. He got a good couple of runs. He, he made, got some big tackles. He made 18 tackles as well. Yeah. Like, I think... He's really stamped his name on. He has to be there somewhere. He needs to get a bit more opportunity. Obviously, he's not well, going to be seven. Well, they've been putting him at six when, yeah. when Hooper's there, and they've played in tandem quite well. It, it works pretty well for them. Yeah, he's, he's a solid player. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I thought, you know, I was wondering how the Waratahs were going to go without Izzy Folau. Is Does it mean that Takeli Nairavora was just going to get heaps of game, uh, heaps of ball? He scored a good try to equal Izzy Folau's season mm. record with 12 tries. Um, but probably didn't get as much ball as he could have. Yeah. It was just became the Kurtley Beal show. He he took over the ten roll and the twelve roll and just controlled the game. He just made so many line breaks, assisted and controlled everything. He had a few good kicks in general play, whereas Foley missed touch on two different occasions. Uh, it was just the the Beal show. He was he was phenomenal. Yeah. 
The only other one I thought was interesting was Corobetti, obviously not getting a run this week late. Nayavalu came in, and on two different occasions, the Waratahs kicked a touch and had the ball not quite make it out, and Corobetti, sorry, uh, Nayavalu yeah. took it over the line twice. He just had no awareness of the field. Like, how can you be a winger at a, a level like this? Terrible. And not know where the wing is? Yeah, so anyway. It's in your name. Sell wing. Him. Winger. <laughs> Like, you've got to know this is your bread and butter stuff. Yeah. So anyway, he's he's very clearly the third choice now, and he's not going to get much more time. So Look, I mean, I, I think it's a bit hard. Like, he did, he really didn't have a good day at the office. The last couple of times he's had a chance, he's actually looked really solid in attack and hasn't really stood out or done too much bad uh, in defence. But he just looks like a poor man's Corabiti. So, I mean, if you're going to start one winger that you expect to finish for you, it's not going to be Naivalu, it's going to be Corabiti. And they've got too much other talented outside backs that he's just not going to get a regular start. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Uh, That wraps that one up. You want to go Highlanders, Chiefs, Nos? Yeah, we can uh, roll on over to that match. So, I mean, I only got glimpses of this match on a rugby bus trip, and the first thing I saw was that the... 100 beers? Yes, it was after 100 years. <laughs> no, I, I mean, I just got, I was dumbfounded by what the score was when I, I scrolled in. I think it was somewhere around that halftime mark. 40, yeah, what was the end score? It was a flogging to not a flogging. You've you've got it in front of you there. Uh, 45-22, so it was 42 yeah. nil at halftime. Yeah. yeah, ridiculous. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, it, it shows that, I mean, the, the Chiefs are class side. They've had a few poorer matches, but, I mean, they're such a solid side. The Highlanders have been doing better than expected, I think, in relative, uh, in recent weeks. Would you say that? Uh, I thought the Highlanders would win this game. I thought they were the better yeah. side. I think we saw that the Chiefs, again, play really, really well over in Fiji for whatever reason. Because they have Fijians, but, I mean, they both do. Is Naholo? You'd expect Naholo to be. He's in his hometown. Last time he was there, he got cured from some illness where he was out for months and turns up a week later and plays footy. That's true. And he got injured again, so I'm really hoping that they uh, left him over there. They do the same thing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, now, in terms of this match, um, there were a few people that returned. Um, Boshier have returned from appendicitis. Ardren, he returned. He didn't play any matches, I think, for Canada at all over no. that sort of break. Because um, he had a concussion, yep, so that's right. he's returned from that. that long. Yeah, um, which is is good if you're a Chiefs fan because he returns for you and didn't waste any energy playing for Canada. <laughs> it still looks quite solid. Yeah, no, he's, he's not a bad player. Never is. Um, Kane, so he returned for uh, from an abdominal strain. Yeah, so remember he had the abdominal strain that kept him out for a long time yeah. in the lead up to the break. He obviously got a little bit of game with the All Blacks, yep. game time with the All Blacks, but chances there, there's a decent chance that he could have been a free agent floating around because of the fact that he hadn't played too pro yep. And Tokalahi made another start, which, I mean, I was a little bit excited for and expected him to get something, but he was junk. He got 13 points, so that's a bit disappointing. But yeah, he returned from an MCL injury. Um, in terms of new injuries, Naholo got injured, as Harry mentioned before, so hopefully they've left him over there to drink a bit of carver and heal quickly. Yeah, it didn't look too serious, so hopefully it's quick. Yeah. Um, it was totally a game of two halves. I mean, the Chiefs were so dominant in that first half to get up 42-0, um, but they actually lost that second half. Um, in terms of other people, D-Mac, we were sort of saying he was going to be a little bit confident, getting a bit more time for the Chief, uh, for the All Blacks, All Blacks yeah. at 10. 
Um, and look, he's he's always a solid player. So I mean, you're he not just... going to expect too much else from him. But he looked really solid. Well, I would. I, the main thing for me is watching him play. He looked like he was a lot more comfortable running the ball at fly half yeah. for the All Blacks <clears throat> in the break, and yep. it kind of transferred back over. He made 11 runs in this game, attacked the line a lot more, and just looked really, really good. Yeah, he, he wasn't far off the top scorer of the game. He got 66 points. Yeah, 11 runs for 52 meters, but he had eight tackle busts. Uh, three line break assists, which is something you want to see from your 10. Um, the top point scorer was Alamalo. So he walked away with 75 points. 129 metres off nine runs, 11 tackle busts. Jeez. Yeah. That's crazy. So, I mean, Alamalo is an absolute huge gun this year. How um, old is he? He's young. He'd be under 23, surely. Um, but no, he, he looked really, really solid. Pretty much, if you look at anyone on the Chiefs side, barring... 22. Ta'aval. Yeah, there you go. Ta'aval, uh, Aladice, and Ardron, they got your points. So if you got those three, unlucky use. <laughs> but if you had anyone else, you know, you, you're laughing to the bank. Uh, Leonard Brow walked away with 63 points. He made 15 runs. He got six tackle busts. Really, I mean, I'd like to see what that missed tackle count is for the Highlanders. Can you see if you can uh, scroll along to see that? No, oh, I found it. So. <laughs> <laughs> it looks like it's... Jeez, you're good. <laughs> yeah, I'm quick. I just counted them. Um, oh, they had 52 missed tackles. I don't think... I can't remember the last time I've heard of that. I have not seen 52 missed tackles. To be fair, the Chiefs missed 30. Mm. So this is a game where just pretty much there weren't any tackles. Yeah, spectator game. Yeah, definitely. So, I mean, lots of tries and lots of tackle bumps. Um, in terms of the Highlanders, uh, Waldron, who Waldron, who you talked junk on last week, was their top point scorer with yeah fifty nine points, two tries. Did I talk junk on him? You did. You said you thought he wasn't going to start and that Buckman was going to start. Yeah, that's because, because he's junk. Good. I didn't say he's junk. I you like said Walden. he's junk. I don't like his family. I don't like his face. Jeez, my and... memory's getting bad. <laughs> yeah. Um, but no, he really got helped along by a couple tries there. He did get seven runs, four tackle busts. Um, but yeah, it was, what, 20 points from his tries? Yeah. And he probably got a few little tackle busts and stuff along he those ways. He, no, he looked good. He, I, I really liked him. I think he's a good player. It I just definitely took think he's a good player. Until the second half for him yeah. to look good. But then you look at his, you look at uh, Thompson's stats. And he got 133 run meters of 13 runs. It does look a little bit better. Uh, in terms of other things to note from that game, uh, Frizzy Frizzell came off the bench, um, and he looked quite good off the bench. Um, I'm not too sure what time he came on to in, into the field, but he bagged himself a try. He did get nine runs for 57 meters and six tackle busts, which Huge. you can't be too upset with. He made a lot of bench. carries. I just remember him coming on and having his hands on the ball a lot. Yeah. So pretty much get DMAC if you can get him. <laughs> which you can't. <laughs> well, I've got him and you're not getting him. So that's that's the main thing out of that. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it was a, from the bits I saw, it was a, yeah, it was definitely an interesting Frizz, game to see. Frizzle got 32 minutes. He came on for Dylan Hunt. There you go. Well, you can play anywhere in the back row, Frizzy. Yeah. It really can. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much it from that match. Cool. So next one is the Brumbies Hurricanes. You had Rory Arnold and Falau Fainga both coming back from suspensions. Arnold from that high shot. Fainga from his, uh, I think it was a, a peck. Did he kiss a bloke on yeah, the head? Yeah, or was it a slight head touch? No, it was a, yeah, something like that. Look, and I mean, if, if, you had, if you zoomed in, he might not have touched him. 
That's that's how hard his knock was or touch was. So they both came back and they absolutely made it count. They topped the fantasy scores between them. Falau Fienga scored 77 points, including a good try in a, off a pick and go and seemed to kind of generally send the driving all around pretty well. Also made a massive line break down the left side, which was really good to see. And then threw the little flick pass left-handed out to... I think it might have been his winger. What's your thought? Would you maybe it was Powell because he did something stupid, so it must have been Powell. Would have you been having him or Latu on the bench? Uh, when we talk about Latu's experience, everyone talks Rhett, about. You're talking. Like are you saying with minutes. what I know now, or are you saying with going into the season, into those games? Either there's been one game. No, going into the. Are you saying before or after the Wallabies games with that knowledge? Who would okay, I before. So we haven't seen Latu do relatively before. I well. would have picked Fanga. Yeah, but. Latu absolutely deserved his spot by the end of it. It's just, it's hard for me to think a bloke hasn't earned his spot at his state level because of attitude or other things there. I know he's been working hard to get back into it. You have a guy that is firing in all cylinders and playing really, really good footy, and he can't crack that squad because Latu is so much more experienced with 13 or 14 minutes yeah, I know. prior to that, that series. Like, it, yeah. it really does baffle me. That's not experience. That's a bloke that's filled a void from injuries and been there for a time bit of time. But. Yeah, I, I, don't, I didn't understand it either. Like I said, I would have picked Fanger. But I, either way, he looks like our most dynamic yeah. Lucy at the moment, which is fantastic. <clears throat> for hopefully, hopefully he earns his way back into that task one. Yep. Um, on that as well, you had in the Brumbies front row an injury to Scott Seo came off with a shoulder injury. They haven't said how bad that is yet. But either way, it didn't look too good. Um, and then moving forward to the actual game, the highlight for me has to be that TJ Perinara Superman try. Did you oh see that? Oh my god! <laughs> I don't know that's possible. I he, he launched himself that far forward to be able to get his hand on that ball, but the reaction time he couldn't leave before that ball had been passed into the Brumbies' hand, yeah. the halfback's hand. How did he beat a ball? Going a couple meters, he went five meters further and got the ball. It was it was amazing. If you haven't seen it, go watch the highlights for the game. I'm pretty sure that Fox Sports has a video of just it's called TJ Perinara Superman or something if, like if that. When Kagi hears this, he gets this onto our Instagram. He can come back. So we'll see if if you, if you don't hear him next week, no, the people need to vote him back. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we won't we won't have him. No. Um, Garden Bashup at 10, I thought was a little bit average. Didn't attack the line that much, although we didn't expect it. But also just the Hurricanes didn't look like they controlled the game. And obviously, normally, they're, they're very, very good at that with Bodie kicking them around the park. Yeah. Um, what else? Well, Andy Muirhead has made Muirhead. me feel like the worst bloke in the world because... I said in round 16 he'd had an absolute screamer and I needed to stop talking shit about him. He's had another absolute screamer. So he scored 48 fantasy points. I know, not amazing, but made a try, two line breaks, um, ran 87 run metres off his seven runs and made three tackle busts. Also made an absolute try saver as well and then was so close to scoring another brilliant try if it wasn't for Geordie Barrett managing to hold him up. So Still don't like him. Uh, it's I don't like his face, but, man, he we have to stop calling him the worst winger in Super Rugby if he keeps doing this. Who's the worst? It's Muirhead right now. <laughs> <laughs> so, but he's, he's so close. 
No. No, Craig Nabuli. Barry. Nabuli. <laughs> <laughs> right, let's, let's be fair, it's Nabuli. There's a few shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so he's the worst Australian born winger. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. Yeah. White white guy. Yeah. Um Godwin looked really, really good again. It's a shame to see that he's signed overseas because he's just absolutely coming into his own in the Brumbies new game plan where they're throwing the ball around a little bit more. It would have been interesting to see if he started and, and played the whole season at 12 if he would have signed overseas. Yeah, I don't think he would have. So I, Because he, he did sign when he was coming when, off the bench, wasn't he? Yeah. Which is a really sad thing, sad thing to say. Because he's been doing so well when he's had and, that chance. And funnily, and, yeah, funnily enough, him getting consistent game time has coincided with the Brumbies' return to form. Yeah, so I agree. I reckon they lose him unless they can get another man that plays a similar kind of game. I really think they're going to struggle to throw it around next year. To Mua. Yeah, <laughs> yes, if, if they can sign him, absolutely. Get him back. <clears throat> yeah, okay, I'm with you there. They've got enough flankers, put one in there. Uh, last thing from this game was Joe Powell was ordinary. You would think that after getting another few minutes from the Wallabies, he'd be excited to come back. But, man, he threw passes to nobody. He threw that intercept try to TJ Perinara. He was slow. He dropped the ball. He kicked the ball away for no reason. He was just crap. Yep. I don't know what he scores. I don't care. He was just crap. Sack him. I actually reckon Lucas looked a lot better when he came on the park. Look, I think Lucas is a good little player. I, I think, I mean, he's he's had good chances at the Tars, he's good chances elsewhere, but yeah, and I think he's been pretty good. Uh, yeah, the next game was the Sunwolves versus the Bulls. The Sunwolves getting the win. The Moondoggies getting another win. Huge. So the Bulls are junk. Just write that down. Don't forget it. No, <laughs> maybe. <laughs> um, so Michael Little returned for them from a knee injury, and thank God he did for them. Uh, Hadding returned from a concussion. Yamba Yolengo returned from a patella tendon injury. Yamba. I don't think it's Yamba. Yeah, but it's, Yamba's way Classic funner. South African. Way more fun to say, though. Um, yeah, Yamba. Yeah, he, he returned. So is that his first match of the year? Yeah, he had that patella tendon issue, yeah. went overseas. Yeah, first game. Um, Hunter Liebenberg, he returned, and he has not been that impressive when he's had chances this year. Um, and he did not disappoint by being junk again. Yeah. <laughs> um, he, was, he was good last year, though, to say that. Yeah, no, no, he was good at the start of last year, um, and then he went poor for the second half of the year. Um, okay, so in terms of other things, Marco Van Staden as well. No, sorry, he he returned. Yanis uh, Kirsten returned from a nerve injury. Pierre, the shoe man, the shoe salesman. He's not the shoe salesman, but he's shoe man still. Didn't bite anyone this week. He didn't. Good on him. So maybe we can say he's getting better. I guess that means that he learns quicker than Chance Penny. <laughs> oh, God, he's shit. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, new injuries was hello with the ankle injury. Yeah. You hello. Um, how bad was that? Uh, he had to be helped off by two people, so it didn't look very good. But Grant Hatting, I assume, will just slot straight back into the starting lineup anyway. Yeah. Um, so the man of the match was Michael Little, the man we, we thought could have been out for the season. Yeah, he dislocated his kneecap. I didn't think he was, they would rush him back, but they have. And good thing they did. <laughs> I can understand why they did. This is a man that I really talked down going, he's scoring points, but he shouldn't early on in the mm. season. But far out, week to week, he just keeps putting on. And there's no way I can say it anymore. Like, he, he has really impressed me this season. He got 86 points. That is big. He scored a try, he had a try assist. He made 12 runs for 98 metres, six tackle busts, three offloads. He was, he was honestly doing everything on that field. It yeah. was really, really impressive. He's crazy. Yeah, no. And, I mean, 
he could play for Fiji, couldn't he? Get him on board. His Fijian heritage. Yeah, I guess he could. He's not going to play for the All Blacks. Yeah, fair. I think they should. Oh, you know what? Otherwise, I think he may end up playing for Japan. That's true. Well, this is the time for Fiji to come out and go, mate, we want you. Mind you, they do have quite a good 12, but you can happily have depth. I can't think of his name right now, but he is he's very good. He's the Fiji. No, 12. <laughs> Doesn't he play 12? No, the Fiji. No, 13. Fiji and Sonny Bill Williams, they call him. He is a pretty gun player. Okay. Um, but yeah, no, you will not scoff at having him in your side. Follow his uncle. Or no, he's it was. great. He's awesome. Um, in terms of other guys that scored a fair few points, so Hayden Parker, he scored 50 points. He was on the bench for me because I just didn't expect it. No. He, he bagged himself a try. He didn't do, he, he didn't get a lot of runs. He didn't do too much, but he scored points. So well done to him. Uh, Brigvadzi, he got 51 points. Listed as a prop, of course. Yeah, listed as a prop, playing hooker, scoring. Uh, not too many run meters, but doing a bit of everything. So that's that's just not doing too what shabby. Do, just being in every single part of the game to get points. He, he would have had a chunk of tackles as well, that man. Um, if we're scrolling over to the underwhelming Bulls, there was a fair few points spread out through, the, through that team. Papier got m- minus three. Papier. Yeah. So he was a real standout for them. He doesn't know how to take advantage of an opportunity, that's for sure. He... I feel like he had a few decent weeks early on, but has, has really faded away. But in terms... You'd think you'd be false. Decent. I said decent, not <laughs> okay. good. More than zero. <laughs> yeah. Um, Pollard was typical. Pollard got 51 points, scored himself a try, and wasn't too shabby. Um, so he was the highlight for them, really. There was no one else that really stood out. Um, Creel got 37 points. Yulengo got 36 points. Um, Jenkins back uh, he's been playing second row for a few few matches now he he got himself 37 points as well um, but none of them truly stood out really other than Pollard as well they did a little bit of everything but no real dominant stats yep um, I don't think there was too much more from that the Bulls forwards were really quite poor um, Roloff Smith looks bad <laughs> no, no, no. What I was saying there was the loose forwards. No so Rolofsmith looks bad. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The, the, the fact that they lo- their loose forwards looked really off the mark, they needed Rolofsmith. Yeah. He's just not coming back. Liebenberg's poo, and Kirsten wasn't ready. <laughs> yeah. Let's move on. All right, so the Sharks versus Lions. You had Marks coming back from that hamstring. Um, obviously, played some club rugby the week before, if you followed that, but... First game back for them. Whiteley came back with his knee injury. You also had Kronje coming back finally. And Skozan came back off the bench from his ACL injury. Obviously, it fell, fell way down the pecking order for the South African wingers. Um, you had Nkosi get injured uh, in... Oh, sorry, fail a late fitness test in the warm-up. So that was... A real disappointment for him. You had Mvovo get a run instead. Sorry, we're just rearranging the <laughs> living room. <coughs> um, badly. Um, and then we had a fresh injury to Jean-Luc Dupriz as well. The form loose forward in the game. So Thank goodness for Dan Dupriz. Yeah, you would say that. <laughs> Jean-Luc 2.0. Hopefully for you, mate. But hopefully Jean looks isn't too serious. He he was holding his left knee for a while. They kind of looked like he was going to run on. He stayed back on the field for a rolling ball just to get his brother a try, and then he came <laughs> straight off. So, literally. Yeah, fickle. Um, other than that, 
this was just a game of two halves. So the Lions were up 21-11 at halftime and looked in complete control. The Sharks coach came out and said they just need to keep the ball in hand. They did exactly that, and they just absolutely made them pay. It was it was a big win after that for the Sharks. I thought that Cam Wright got subbed off at halftime despite playing pretty well. So, you know, it just reinforces the idea that Cam Wright can we is... Just, can we confirm... He, he didn't do good fantasy rugby. He was a minus two points. No, I'm just saying he, he played, passed well. He played he, well. He, he just did his basics well, but he didn't really do anything. Correct. And he got <laughs> he got subbed for Schroeder, who got five points. So also sucked on fantasy. But the point is that neither of them are going to ever get you any fantasy points because no. they're playing 40 minutes each. Yeah. Yeah. You, you're basically hoping that they make a few tackles if the halfbacks are going to get points unless they're one of the top ones in the game. Marks. Straight back to form, looked awesome as per normal. Fifty-five points, topped the round. I uh, topped the game, sorry. Uh, and but still, Ackers was the man of the match. I think probably the the big point of difference was the fact that the um, no, I was going to say that the Lions dominated the Shark scrum, but even then, I, I I reinforces the idea that I don't understand how Ackers got man of the match. The Lions yeah, absolutely pummeled the Sharks scrum. It just made no sense to me whatsoever, considering the Lions maybe, have to Maybe it's because he's got the best props. nickname, the Warthog. The Warthog and the Beast. Mm. Yeah, that must be it. And and the tank, en- the tank engine as well, isn't it? Who's the tank engine? Oh, Thomas DeToy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah nice. So, so basically you're not allowed in their front row unless you <laughs> yeah. have a really cool nickname. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, okay, that was important. I'm glad we got that out. Uh, Whiteley was nowhere, did nothing, and made no impact, very much like when he first came back from his last injury. So, you know, obviously he's a, he's a solid enough outside back, but don't expect big things too quickly. And Ruan Combrink made a big return with 40 points, looked good again finally after playing well in <clears> club <throat> footy over the break. That's about it from that one. I guess no, other notables, I should say the giant Esther Heisen played well, got 52 points, and Carl Brink scored an awesome try down the right flank where nothing was on and he just destroyed the opposition to score from about 20 out. Um, yeah, so the next game was the Jags versus the Stormers. Um, there was only one return that I think we, we know of, which was Maroney, um, and he came off the bench. Um, there were no new injuries. Um, Del Guy, the guy that sells you Dells, um, he he had a great try. Um, and another thing out of that was Rules Defence is poo, which is not news. Such poo. <laughs> it's not news to anyone here, but, I mean, it's diarrhea. He's just leaking everything. I don't think it's an inside. <laughs> I don't think it's an inside, but if you have an outside back that's available playing Rule... Pick him up. Oh, gosh. Rule is just a turnstile. <laughs> yeah. They will score tries against him. <laughs> one or two tries, just expect it. Delgo only got one, but he got 124 run metres, 57 points. <laughs> so, And that's of nine runs. So, yeah. And nine tackle bumps, which were pretty much probably <laughs> Rule every time. <laughs> I think he came back for Rule once or twice. Absolutely. Um, yeah, so no. Uh, take out of that, Rule is poo. Um, Kovis Visa. At lock, uh, he doesn't seem to be living too much up to his potential. He hasn't seemed to be doing too much for well, them, really. Was this his first game at lock? I think it was because he's always played in the Lucy's. Other than that, I think so. Yeah, I was expecting him. I don't know. I I, I don't think lock is going to be his best position, but he just didn't get in the game. No, he didn't. He didn't really do much. He, I mean, he tried. He had five runs. He had an a tackle bump, but he just he never seemed to be involved in that game. 
Um, other things out of that was Petty um, scored with Did a you turn see of pace. No. Yeah, so he got into a hole and then he didn't. He just kind of looked around for a second and went, "Oh shit, I've actually got a chance here." It must have been thirty-five meters or so, and just accelerated. He Quicker. was quick, and Dylan Lades was chasing him. Dylan Lays ended up tackling him over the line, but he would have only had a two or three meter head start. So he was fast, really fast. It was cool to see. That's not bad. Yeah. If you can beat Lades, then good on you. Uh, Creevy had a huge round, um, and he got three pilfers, one turnover forced. Massive. Uh, 65 points. So I, did, I do think he was the man of the match. Um, he got 12 runs for 78 um, run meters, three tackle busts. He he was solid. The next runner up was Petty with sixty three. Um, one hundred and twenty five meters run for Petty as well. So that wasn't his only big run. And Del Guy got one hundred twenty four. So there's some. There were some big run meters for them. Um, Engelbrecht had one hundred and twenty six. JJ so all all a meter apart. That's. <laughs> I just wanted to keep that tight. They are, no one would have known who was going to be leading out of those three. He's um, a fan favorite, Engelbrecht for sure, right? Yeah. He got 50 points. <laughs> um, he did better than Barry, who got three points. What's his nickname, Engelbrecht? Uh, we said it last week, didn't we? Yeah. <laughs> He's not very memorable. No. That's his main problem. Yeah, that's definitely his problem. Leeds got 59 points, a uh, couple tackle busts, got himself a try, uh, 13 runs, 96 metres. But Leeds... I think had another good showing. I think he's he's showed enough this season that he's... I rate him as quite a high player. He just needs to stay consistent, which is something that he lags a few matches throughout the season and, and it really detracts from people's opinions of him. I definitely would say that. Yeah. Um, that's probably pretty much it. I mean, there's, there wasn't too much news. As I said, not no real injuries, no real changes, no not too much insights out of that. The the uh, Jags are on a run. They are looking good. Um, ignore their national team. Yeah. Well, they play a different side anyway. It's clear that uh, Ledesma just doesn't care yeah. about the form of the Argentinian players. I agree. So let's take the main course. You've obviously had enough of us talking about the week gone. Hopefully we've got some good insights coming up for you. The very first game that I've got here is the Crusaders and the Highlanders. So the Crusaders obviously coming off the bye. The Lions, sorry, having the bye this week as well. Um, We're expecting returns from Tafua from his calf tear in All Blacks camp. We know Owen Franks played some All Blacks games, missed the few Super Rugby games before that with a ban. Tim Perry had another hammy injury in the All Blacks camp, but could be back. Same with Bateman on his hamstring. And we think Liam Squires a fair chance coming back with his AC joint injury. Nathan Harris is the only other one. He missed last week on paternity leave. I think it was a bit of an extended leave because they uh, they didn't want to take the Highlanders didn't want to take him over to Fiji. Yeah. So I'm expecting that he'll come back into the side, especially after they put in such a terrible performance last week. Yeah, definitely. Um, Naholo with his minor, I think, injury um, is a bit of a talking point. Could we see the uh, Jackie Chan? fly kick in to beat a Nobura back this week. I think he was gone for a nine-week ban, and with that international break apparently counting, ah, true. he's a chance. Well, he was never going to play international break, but <laughs> he could have been playing Winks with some younger kids out in local footy, and so they count those these days. Maybe. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. I'm sure that's, they'll try whatever they can get. Yeah. Uh, the other one is Walden versus Barracuda, mm. who we've already kind of talked about. Walden played really well. Barracuda can play anywhere. So I guess if you don't want to put Nabura on the park, which I'm sure they don't, Barracuda can yeah. play on the wing as Look, well. That's a good insight. Mm. I reckon he, that could be it. He could be that winger. He's, he's, he plays well on the wing. He just manages yeah. to find his way to the line. Yeah, he's he's good. Yeah, for the <laughs> for the Crusaders, uh, they they've got such a healthy team now. All of a sudden, so their outside backs were expecting to be Izzy Dag at fullback, George Brig and Tamanavalu. Yes, which means you've got Mateele on the bench despite his big scores. So I don't know if you're backing him to score another two tries off the bench as he normally does. But um, it's a shame. I would have loved to pick him up as a smoky pick, but I just don't think he's going to get the game time. No, he's not going to. I thought it will be interesting to see what Scott Barrett does this week as well if you're looking for someone that has some potential upside. He just had such a big work rate, got a big engine, and played so well for the All Blacks. He's a real chance at kind of coming good. I think he's been all right this week, but this year. But in general, I don't really rate him. So looking forward to see what he can do and might be worth a bit of a, a punt on a, a trade-up. Average of 21.9, which isn't too bad it's at the not, moment either. Yeah, not terrible for a lock, but um, I think he, he could be worth more points. He's not someone that I've always rated as, as a high fantasy point scorer, but he's he's not too far off the pace, uh, other than the likes of Brody Retallick, <laughs> Peter Stefanotoit, and those sorts. But um, yeah, he's got to be a yeah. Yeah, mid-range to a lower mid-range sort of lock. And, of course, the other one that everyone's wondering is, could we see Kieran Reid? So he played 40 minutes or something off a club for counties on the weekend. <clears throat> I think it was just to have a bit of a hit out and pulled up with no issues whatsoever from what I can see. Uh, I don't think that they're going to rush him straight back in. I thought I think they were more talking about him training with the Crusaders, playing counties for the back half of the year, and then looking towards the international break. But you never know. He is kind of in and around the camp with the Crusaders, so we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Reds Rebels, Nelson, what do you got? Reds Rebels. So, I mean, this is the Reds trying to spoil the party for the Rebels. I mean, they, they missed a big chance on the weekend. But, I mean, if the Reds take them down here, then you could say goodbye to them. Straight off the bat, will the Reds do it? Look, I could actually... I know not necessarily off their result this week. I could see it happening. Before we went to the international break, they had two or three Kiwi sides that they came very close to. And they were playing really, really well. So... With a few injuries, with a few things there, I think that means it's less likely to happen. I think maybe that's going to be too much for them, their, their injuries. But, I mean, if they injuries aside, if, if they had a full team, I, I think they could have done it. Well, this is going to be the best scrum in the game versus the worst scrum in the game. Yeah. The Reds got eight penalties off scrums last week, so that could just be... An, I'm expecting... Pick I, a front rower. I was going to say, Reds, don't pick a Rebels front row. I don't think you would anyway, but... Yeah. You know, those those two props are just going to be mincemeat, I would think, this week. Yeah, surely. Um, so returning, we should see Rodder back from a shoulder injury. So you'd expect him, or he will be starting over Hawkins. I think we can lock that in. Yeah. Um, Coleman, he should be back as well. He's had a, a bruised hips, uh, hip abductor. Um, so I'm hoping he's going to start over Parling, and they don't touch Philip, who was God last week. I think that's get, what they'll do. Get rid of the guy that's not an Aussie. Yep. Leave Philip on there. Um, who, yeah, he definitely had a blinder. Really, the big question for me is, do they move, do the Reds move Tui back into the lock, drop Douglas, and have Timo coming onto six? You've got to put Timo into that side. I don't see how else that would work. You're not going to drop Higgers. You're not going to drop George Smith. 
So that's really the thing, unless they're going to put Tui to the bench. I don't think they will. I think they've shown before that they're happy to drop uh, Douglas. And Tui's been in such good form, played well for the Wallabies. You don't sack him for, Kieran, for I agree. Douglas. It's yeah. just not going to happen. I'd be, I'd be saying Douglas on the bench. Hmm. Um, Big po- talking point for this week is yeah. going to be obviously the Reds' backline. Who's yeah? Who's the outside center? So we opened um, with the big news, obviously, of Karevi being out for the rest of the season. Yeah, and FCT is out for the season. Parisi's probably gone for at least a couple weeks, two, people, three more weeks. People that haven't read the Casualty Ward not might not know that about FCT as well. He's done his meniscus playing club footy, so he's had that operated on and won't be back. Yeah, Parisi, which is a bit, bit disappointing, to be honest. Yep, Parisi's ankle injury as well, unlikely to be back. So, look, I mean, if you're reading a bit of the news out there, it looks like they're sort of talking about Patea to be that 13. Um, I don't know if he's got much experience there as 13. It's not going to be a terrible thing for them, but I just, I honestly don't think the ball is going to get past him very much. And he's just not big enough. No, he's he's not going to be a hard enough runner. He needs a little bit more space, and I don't think he's going to pass the ball out to his wingers. So pretty much the take out of that, if you've got a Reds winger, unlucky, put him on your bench. If you've got a Rebels winger or a Rebels outside centre, if it's, if it's English again playing outside centre... Mm. You're going to hope for some points. This could be a game that they're going to get some decent points. Yeah, I don't know if they're going to play Dagunu there or if they could play Toa there. But they but need whoever's both... going to plug the, the defensive line the best, I would think. Yeah, but, I mean, Dalgunu's not a very good defender and you're slipping Patea guy out of his position at 13. There's going to be gaps in around that 13-14, yeah. 13-11 sort of channel there. So I think it could be some big points for that 11-13-14. Uh, so you're saying Tommy Gwish men of the match? Why not? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, hopefully we see Dalgunu, my bench boy, back on the wing as well. Kicking, yeah. just let him do whatever he wants. <laughs> just don't expect him to make tackles. <laughs> Except, well, he doesn't want to do that anyway. So. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chiefs Brumbies. So they're hopeful that Brody Retallick is going to be back, which will be huge for the Chiefs. Originally, they thought he'd torn his pec, which apparently he had not done. So he's a week ago, they were saying that he's a chance for this week. So if, if there's any updates on that throughout the week, we'll make sure we put that straight back up on the Casualty Wars so you guys can try and pick him up on your waiver wise if that's the kind of style you play. Um, Alan Alatoa is also a chance with his grade 1 syndesmosis, which is the high ankle injury. I'm going to hope so with uh, Sia out as well. They're going to need... Sia's got injured this week. Are we... Yeah. Yeah. yeah, so yeah. You, you need a bit of experience there in that front row when you're coming. The one thing is you can't scrum with a syndesmosis injury. You just can't. Yeah. So he's either going to be right or he's not. Yeah. But uh, they need him because they can't have Alexander start and Macon or something on the bench. that They're going to get chomped up, I think. Yep. Sam Carter and Lockie McCaffrey both missed last week with a back injury, both a good chance to come back this week. Although I find it hard to think that you would drop Tom... Uh, what's his name? Cusack. Cusack. So, yeah, you think we're going to see the Cock and Sack together again? I do. Cock and Sack. Pocock, side Cusack. by side. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, side by side. Yeah, Cock and Sack. Uh, I'm really excited about this game both teams are in great form D-Mac like I said running the ball to to direct the Chiefs around has a good kicking game as well the Brumbies are going to be directed by their 10-12 kind of 
line as well, but that kind of worries me a little bit in this matchup, just having Charlie Natai, Anton Leonard-Brown to try and defend that midfield. I don't think there's going to be quite the same holes around there. So I think if the Brumbies are going to get some go forward, it's going to have to be out of their forward pack. So you're looking at your Naceranis, your Rory Arnold, your Pococks, your yeah, yeah. Sorry, your cock and sacks to get in a bit of a run, um, and and try and get the team going forward. So if that doesn't happen, I think they're in big in, in big trouble. Yeah. Uh, I think the Chiefs, from memory, are pretty good at defending the rolling ball as well. I don't think they can see too many through there, especially with big Brody Retallick on the field. Yeah, I agree with that. So to to me, this is going to be a Chiefs win. The Brumbies are going to come to a grinding halt. I would expect the Chiefs to win by fifteen to eighteen points. I reckon. Yeah, it's probably not too far for the. The mark, I'd say a couple tries. They're probably they've got relatively good kicker D Mac, so you'd expect them to kick most of that. So it's probably not far. Thanks, thanks for the support. Um, also, the outside backs from the Chiefs are also very good defenders. So you know, there, there's been a well, there's been a lot of talk about the form of all three of the Brumbies outside backs as uh, as potential line breakers. But Tony Pulu's got a seventy nine percent. All three. <laughs> wow. <laughs> 79% tackle rate for uh, <clears throat> Pulu and 82% for Wainui. So they're not really missing tackles either. So it's just a very good defensive line. So for what you're saying is they've just got to burn them. So they don't miss the tackle. They just don't touch them. Well, the only bloke they could do that is Muirhead. Yeah, it could not be Muirhead. <laughs> do you see him being similar to the Barracuda? No, he's way shitter. <laughs> <laughs> the Aussie Barracuda. Maybe. So way shitter's fair. Yeah. He's the Aussie version. True. Yeah. Uh what else? I'm just trying to work out what I haven't already told you. That's pretty much it, I think. I'll, I'll yeah. move on. I'll, I'll be quiet. Okay. That's that's a good thing. Everyone likes that. Doesn't happen too often. So the Hurricanes and Blues is the next match. Um, so returning is should be Bodie Barrett and Fafita. They both did pass their concussion test last week, but they didn't expect them, or they wanted to give them the extra little bit of time. So I'd expect them back this week, which means bye-bye Garden Bashup, who is junk, and probably Princep. Yeah, Reed Prince so, will be gone. Yeah, he's, he's going to say goodbye again. Um, Shields was rested, the English Shields. <laughs> so we sh- we'll be seeing him playing, and we're expecting Parsons back, who we thought should have been back this week but was pulled late. Hard to know with concussion. If he's pulled late, does that mean he's started getting headaches again? Well, could, he, could we reset his whole... He got concussed in round 14. Yeah. So that's a huge worry if that's what it was. They haven't said they pulled him because of concussion. Yeah. But that's the assumption, given it's been so long. Yeah. Um, so if Shields plays, which as I said we'd expect, it'll be his 100th game. Yeah, apparently the coach actually called and spoke to him and said, look, you apparently you lost 7 kilos or 9 kilos yeah. during the third week of the, the of the tests for England when he was unwell. Um, went to hospital, yeah. and they said they're going to rest him, and that way he'll be able to come back and make his 100th game at home. For Eat the Big Macs, just sit at home, just pile it back on, mate. That's what they said to him. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, no, interesting thing out of this game is, I mean, the Hurricanes, someone you've never heard this before, is a 0-3 run. They've lost to the Crusaders, the Highlanders, and the bloody Brumbies. So, I mean, I think they're going to be itching for a, for a win here, and they're going to be looking for blood. I think their Brumbies must be the Brumbies must be their their team that they just don't get over. Remember the Brumbies towed them up at the start of their two bogey years ago, team. bogey team when they yeah. won it when they won the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so look, I mean, they, they, the Hurricanes talked about not wanting to persist with Geordie Barrett at thirteen. They don't see him as a thirteen. Uh, yet we saw him then again this week. It just didn't work again. So look, I mean, we we were talking about last week. I think we'll back ourselves again and hopefully be right this time. But we're thinking. Uh, 
Wes Husson to go to 13, Geordie Barrett to slip back into 15, Milner Scooter to 14, and Sevilla, who has to be the one to miss out there, slipping to the bench. Um, Henwood didn't really take his chances in the absence of Artie, but I think we're thinking Artie's out for another week or two, so expect him to be average again for another week or two and get those chances. Well, he's at least he's playing the Blues this week, so he might get a run. The Blues are very hard to, to pick for any sort of form. Yeah, that's true. Look, the Blues have come off a win. Maybe their first home win in the season. Maybe there'll be a little bit more confidence, but yeah. Cool. Next one is the Waratahs versus Sunwolves. So I had a little bit of a look of the the, the matchups here. Oh, sorry, I'll start off. Falau should be back from that bullshit ban. Uh, <laughs> and all the Sunwolves International should be back. We Moving on. We won't go into the ban, though. <laughs> no. Sunwolves have been pumped away from home for every week at an average of 21.75 points for the last four away games. So they're not even close, whereas they've won their last three home games. So this one's been played in Sydney. I don't have high hopes for them at all. Uh, we could see players coming back saying that, yeah, they're poo. I agree. Um, we <laughs> I just want everyone to know there. I was just asking Harry if he farted. And, I, and he goes, yeah, they're poo. That's not what I meant. Okay, I didn't. <laughs> I meant uh, you pooed. No, I didn't. <laughs> so we could see Lemeki, Matsushima, Himeno coming back. I think Hatting will be back with the injury to Helu. Leach looks like he's training. Fukuoka as well. And I, there were some training photos that have come up with. And I, it looked like Bredvadza was starting, not Hori. I don't know if Hori's injured or if he's having another rest or what's going on there. But obviously, Bredvadza is a massive play if you can get him at prop. He's shown that a few weeks in a row now. Um, but just beware, Hori is quite likely to come back now that the uh, all the internationals are meant to come back. Yeah, you've got to keep your eye out for that. Yes. In terms of opportunity, you know, looking back at these last few games for the Sunwolves, they concede a lot of tries in the outside backs. I think it's like seven to the outside backs in the last two away games. So I'm thinking big points for Big T, Izzy Folau, Ex- and either Clark or Newsom, depending on say, who to run. expect a, a Ryan Quaddy for Big T? Ryan Quaddy, lock it in. Lock it in? Lock it in. Can you even I, bet on that? Look, I said last week that the easy money was the 10.5 line for the Hurricanes. <laughs> oh, wow. I jumped on that. Not my, not, not my greatest bet. We, we did say gamble responsibly. I did then say it was responsible to gamble on them, but that was your own choice. We were just having a bit of fun. Yeah. So if you lost money, we're sorry. Don't listen to us again. <laughs> <laughs> but four tries for Big T this week. Yeah, put money on it. <laughs> Good. Gamble responsibly. Uh, Will Miller, like Nelson said, a bit of a smoky pickup. Just seven runs and 18 tackles. It doesn't really matter what else he does if he continues to have that work rate. Yeah, he look- should get some consistent points. And there's just try opportunities. The, the outside, sorry, I was just want to quickly finish. The Lucy's seem to score a lot of tries against the Sunwolves as well. So to me, I think he's a really good pickup this week. But what were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say, he's one of those guys that he's got such a good work rate, but he also regularly looks for that steal. So I'd expect one or two there throughout the game because he, he's doing the, the George Smith in the last 10 minutes where he doesn't touch anything. He just looks at the ball and waits mm. for that opportunity. And he does that in the big moments. So I think, I'd expect a couple of steals. I think that could get him 25 to 30 points. But the, yeah. the, you know, the reason I think he's good this week is if he gets that extra line break, that extra try against the tiring Sunwolves yeah. team that's conceding a few points, that's where he could really take it up a step. Uh, the last one for me was the the conversation of Talu Latu. When does this bloke actually get a start? He played pretty well off the bench, I think for about 30 minutes or so this time around. 
Um, so I'm expecting if he was going to get a start, the Sun Wars are a pretty good place to do it. They get to see kind of what he can offer before finals, and, and I, I think this is a game you'll see it happen. So I'm sure he's a free agent in a lot of in a lot of teams, in a lot of oh, competitions. He's got to be. Yeah, he got, he got 33 minutes this week. Um, he made nine tackles, which isn't too shabby, and that's more out of time. So yeah, absolutely. I'd, I'd like to see him get a bit of a run. Yep. Bulls, <clears throat> Jags, Nels. Uh, Bulls Jags. So Nayakane returned from a rib rib injury, or should be returning from a rib injury. Sorry, um, Berger Odendal should be back there to lead his boys around the park from a calf injury. Mm, um, he's crap. He is, <laughs> but he has the name Berger, and that's what they like in South Africa. True. And Ishmael had a niggle. I'm not sure we know what that means. Don't know if they meant to say his... something racist and went, "Oh, that's not good," and said niggle. He's <laughs> yet he a niggle. That's Poor taste. <laughs> we didn't say it. They said it. Anyway, he uh, he's the newly capped Springbok, and apparently he was nursing a small injury from that. Yeah. So he's uh, he could get you some points if he's, he returns. Uh, please make your complaints out <laughs> to Nelson's personal Twitter account, I should say. As no, well. look, I mean, to be fair, we don't have a complaints hotline, so I just don't care. Okay. All right. Good. Let's move on. So Kubeshi. So we've now been told, we've been advised by Kubeshi. Paul Tate. Ubeshi. You have to do it with your hand like you're an Italian, even though he's not Italian. Yeah, yeah. Well, like you just did that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, so the Argentinian reporter, Paul Tate, said that's the correct pronunciation, or he said that, and then we butchered it. But that's our attempt at it. Uh So, yeah, he's obviously not on Desma's radar. Um, so stay, stay well away from him. Um, we, yeah, we pretty much said, Harry alluded to a little bit earlier, um, ignore the... Their actual lineup for the national side. Yeah, don't worry about the Pumas. No one, he doesn't care. Only listen to the Jags lineups of late, and there's probably not going to be any changes. Um, the one that I would say is Marcos Crema could come back into to play. So he was apparently pulled pretty late. Yep, uh, and he seems to be the top choice for Ledesma. Yeah, I mean, I I don't want to. Uh, we're taking a bit of time, but the Jags are seven on the trot. Um, they're up against the Bulls, who just got towed up. Um, last week, so I don't know. They towered them up a few weeks ago as well. It was only three rounds ago. Mm. Um, but, yeah, they lost to the Sunwolves. So the Bulls are hurting and expect that to continue. And I think the Jags are going to be pretty motivated considering that they're actually a, sh- a shot yeah. now of taking over the Lions as well. Yeah, definitely. Last game, Stormers versus the Sharks. The only return I can think of is potentially SP Marais. Um, no idea why he what what injury he had and why he got pulled. But one of my insights for this week is look out for the outside backs for them. So anyway, I'll, I'll work my way up to that. The Stormers at home this year are five wins and two losses. The losses was nine, by nine points to fifteen against the Chiefs and by twenty three points to twenty six against the Lions. So they're actually very strong at home. The Sharks been as up and down as they have been have one win and six losses when wow. playing away from home so they have been very ordinary away from Durban you've done your homework this week I have I try and offer insight unlike some Kagi bloody uh, neighbor only win against <laughs> the only win they had away from the home was that huge cricket score 40 to 63 against the Blues who are one of the worst teams in the competition so could be an Aussie team you can't read too many <laughs> too much into that so, look, the, the Sharks are prone to this up-and-down performance. Can't play away from home. I'm expecting the Stormers, who I don't really rate this year, to actually get a solid win. Um, having said that, the Giants have... Sorry, the Sharks have the Giant. 
Andre Esterheisen, who's an absolute brick wall. So for me, Dialende is going to have to be a bit more of a facilitator this week. Um, the outside backs outside of that are the ones that are going to get the opportunity. You're looking at Lucanio Am, who I don't think is overly strong in defence. You've got Mvovo, you've got uh, Nkosi, you've got a whole lot of outside backs that I just don't think can defend. Yeah. So I'm expecting big my points pimpy. for my pimpy cannot defend, although... You know, by all accounts, never gets another run again anyway. Um, none of them can defend. He was big points. JJ Inglebrecht could be up for another big score. Yep. The man, the myth. I don't think that's his nickname. That's his name. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and Raymond Rule, he might not make any tackles, but could actually score some points, can obviously attack quite well as well. Um, the only other thing I would think is in that scrum, the Stormers had a pretty tough time last week against the Argies, who are obviously an international side, um, whereas the Sharks, who had a pretty poor performance in the, the front row last week, I'm thinking that the Stormers should be able to take advantage of that. You're going to see Kitsoff and Lowe come back into form and really score some big points as they have throughout the whole year. So if you know someone that's a bit desperate for a win they're not quite sure if they can keep kits off or low maybe you can exploit that and get them up on a little bit of a cheap you know considering there's only two weeks left you can just kind of manipulate a little bit of your language to see what you can get uh i guess the only other insight i'm going to offer before we get to the favorite of anyone's part of the meal is you've got two weeks left if you've got players on the bench and they're not scoring your points, trade them. Nelson, what's that take us to? Uh, I think after the main course comes... So I think, I mean, everyone should be pretty excited about this. We've got a real big fan here and potentially potentially one of the newest Rugby Sevens players for Baronier. Well, the women's <laughs> game has been an area of growth. So we want to try and get our own female personality into the game. Look, I can perf- personally state that she's watched lots of rugby, or she's sat next to me while I've watched lots of lots rugby. Lots of footy. Yeah. She's watched some rugby league, unfortunately. <laughs> but we've got some big, serious, hard-hitting questions for her to answer here. In, so. the, you know, in the nature of, of looking after Wait. the women's game here, yeah. surely we start with the big question. Should, should, we, should we introduce her? I think oh. we should introduce her first. Should we do that? Ellen Dale. <laughs> so yes, she's a Dale, guys. Oh, Don't get too excited. She's taken. Say, say hello, Ellen. Say hello. Hello. You've got... Plenty of fans listening. You're oh. excited. You're very excited to be here. So excited. She's been waiting up, guys. Still here. Yeah, she was, she's been waiting up for this. She was thinking about falling asleep. I so, did. <laughs> let's let's get into the questions because Ellen's about to uh, not fall asleep. So, <laughs> Ellen Charlotte Castlek, you you're obviously very familiar with, big fan. You know, you you model your double braid off yeah, her. Yeah. Uh, she's currently looking at a contract from the Broncos with the women's <clears> NRL. <throat> we don't know if she's going to stay in sevens or go over and play in that competition. Can you tell us where you think her her contracts are at? What you think she's going to do next year? Uh, yeah, look, I think she's going to go with the money. Do we think you get the money? <laughs> well, no, 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 that's fair though. Like, it, it's interesting. Like, if you're 
you've become a big name in women's rugby and they've shaped a lot of the game in terms of their advertisements, th- things around you. So you're Catholic for now, okay? Yeah. So they've shaped the game around you and now rugby league's coming across and saying, we can offer you the same money, you have to play five games. That's it. That's all you have to do for the entire year. Yeah. Yeah, I think Shit games against it. less good quality talent. <laughs> I, no, legitimately, like, they will know an area is good. You don't get to travel around the world, it's you get to travel man. to Penrith. Yeah. The, the Would you take the same money? Well, of course she would. That's why she said she's yeah. going to chase the money. Ellen knows all about yeah. it. That's so that's yeah. a fantastic first insight. But we'll get back to the Super Rugby, Ellen. So I, I guess we'll start with an easy one. Who do you think is going to win the competition? Highlanders. Highlanders. <laughs> hey. All right. Look, no. that's, that's a big call. It that is, is a big call. <laughs> why, why do you think that? Because you said the other team. <laughs> <laughs> who, Nelson was trying to hint at the Crusaders. <laughs> you don't have to give her all the answers, no, mate. I think she can think I, for I was herself. Say, but, She's a huge fan. Yeah, no, but yeah. I'm, I was going to say, who do you think is going to guide them to, to the win? Who's going to be their main leader there for the Highlanders? Um, say number 12. Number 12, because I can't say that name. Tyrangi Walden. Yep. That's her on things. This has been a huge flop. Can you stop <laughs> giving your information? Yeah. All right. Last, second last question, okay? One person to drop for these people. That's fantasy football. They want players. They're going to score well. Who do you think is one person, one rugby player to drop? One rugby player. <laughs> Sonny Bill, because he hasn't been. Yeah, playing. no, that's true. <laughs> he's, I mean, he's not going to make finals, so that's fair. Like, he's not going to be around there. That was a good insight. He's injured his shoulder, so he won't yeah. be back. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. That's spot on, Elf. Yep. They should yeah. definitely work. My notes. One other question. Something. I'm sure you have a strong opinion, as wow. most of the girls in the game do. Yeah. David Pocock or Michael Hooper, and why? Pocock. Oh, good shit. And can you, can you give us a reason? Because <laughs> it's Hooper. Yeah, he said. Ellen, Ellen, honestly, she's told me he doesn't like his head. So. I could have sworn something was going to come up about shirts off and Pocock's ribs, but yeah. it was just, don't, I don't like Hooper. Yeah, Uber. I don't like Hooper. Nelson, <laughs> you've trained her well. What, what, what would you rate Pocock's looks out of 10? Shirt off. Mm, Pocock's pretty good. That's not a number? <laughs> Eight. Eight, that's pretty good. What would you rate Hooper's face and his distance between his eyes? The distance between the eyes? Yeah. Because that would be high, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah. <good>. yeah. Dogging <laughs> inches. Let's go look. Let's yeah, go sure. two. Right. Okay, yeah, fair. Look, that was a great insight. I can't believe the depth of knowledge, Elle. The girls <laughs> no. are going to tune in just to get this insight now. Charlotte Castle is going to go play NRL. Get rid of Sonny Bill. He's not coming back. Highlanders are going to win the comp. And Pocock over Hooper every day of the week. So, um, yeah, absolutely smashed Four times better looking. Four times better looking. Wow. Yeah, yeah, eight average. to two. <laughs> Thanks for having us, guys. Thanks for listening through to the end if you made it. And we will see you next week. Sayonara. Good night. Get out of my house. <laughs>